0: Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now let's join the service already in progress. Teaching on James chapter 1. Today I'm going to talk about something that's called get tough. Get tough. Uh, Look at someone next to you, say, get tough. I believe that sometimes we need to toughen up a little bit toughen up buttercup you know we need need to get get a little bit tough sometimes and i think that's what this uh this is talking about in james sometimes on my messages i'll i'll write them out in a certain way that uh i think really connects with people on a sunday morning about a topic and i'll tell a lot of stories and things like that i'm just going to do this a little different today i'm going to this is called expositional preaching i'm just going to read the the scriptures as they're written and i'm just going to talk about each scripture in a row as it's written Uh, i felt like i needed to do that with james i I hope that this will encourage you guys to open up your bible go home and read the book of james too and and, uh, just see what happens when you go line by line through the scriptures i don't think we can live as christians without reading our bibles Uh, if you if you ever have got the mindset that oh well i my pastor knows how to preach, and he tells me everything I need to know. No, I don't tell you everything you need to know for the week. I'm, a, I'm I'm supposed to be a shepherd that leads you into the pasture. Like, James this week is the pasture. Now, get in James and read James. Every day when you wake up, open your Bible and see what God is speaking to you in your life about your relationships, your friends, your job. You have to do that part. No one else can do that for you. No one else can can live out the spiritual discipline that God meant for you to live out in your life. You've got to do that. If we're ever going to be mature Christians, we've got to read the Word. We've got to memorize the Word. We've got to hide the Word in our heart. uh, get, Get the Word in us so that any situation we go through, we can refer to the Bible. It's not about my opinion. It's not about your opinion. It's about what God has to say about everything in our life. People ask me all the time, what's your opinion on this? What's your opinion? My opinion doesn't really matter. What matters is what God has to say about everything. So that's what the Bible is to us. So I'm going to try to break down some of the stuff in James chapter 1, and I'm just believing for great things today. It's called Get Tough. Father, thank you for your goodness today. There's just a great spirit in here today. I believe there's a spirit of healing. Uh, There's atmosphere of hope in here. I I just think that even as people were just hugging each other, encouraging each other today, I believe a lot of hope got stirred up. Uh, I pray in Jesus' name that you'd allow me to have revelation on these verses, and you would Open up our eyes to the power that's locked up in your word until we choose to read it in faith and you just reveal the mysteries of your heart to us. Do that today for us in Jesus' name. Let us leave changed. God, thank you that Florida State won yesterday. That was unusual. Uh, And God, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, as you are taking calories out of our food, uh, bless the cowboys as they will be performing in front of the nation and they've not done so good lately, and I have refrained from praying publicly because it hasn't been working, God. Uh, but I'm doing it one more time, hoping you'll help them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's get right into this uh, thing today. James chapter 1. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes... Scattered among the nations. Before I do this, can I just brag on you guys real quick? Last week was heart for the house, and I am so proud of you, proud of this church. We had the greatest day that we've ever had in the history of our church on a Sunday. It was the greatest day that we've ever had. Some of the things that we put out in front of you, uh, you are going to begin to see those things unfold right in front of your eyes in the coming weeks and the coming months because of your generosity. Thank you so much for getting behind. I was so excited yesterday too. We had a huge number of volunteers that showed up to put our uh, Thanksgiving basics together for single moms here in Central Florida. We're gonna bless so many people through that. Uh, Thank you once again for being uh, on the team and on board and part of this family. You guys are dynamic, your, your, your love for people is extravagant, it's over the top, it's beautiful, I appreciate it. Okay, so James chapter 1, uh, it says this, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Alright, he says something <laughs> uh, just interesting, the way he kicks this off is, is, is with, uh, is with a, a type of encouragement that if we're being honest with ourselves when we read it, we go, huh? Like, it's one of those things that, if we're being honest with ourselves, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But it says this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, that's important to know that he's talking to Christians. So he's saying there's a way that Christians deal with adversity and difficulty that is different Than people that do not know the Lord deal with adversity and trials. I'm trying to give you a paradigm that's going to help grow you. I'm trying to give you a mindset that is going to help you to use your difficulty, to use your pain, to use your suffering, to use your trials as a means of getting from where you are to where God wants you to be. He says, count it all joy, consider it pure joy. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, and it says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Okay, so let's take a look as we're just kind of going verse by verse here through, through James and, and, and look at this first concept. Consider it joy when you go through different kinds of trials. I don't know what kind of person you are, uh, but I know sometimes when bad things happen to me or negative things happen to me, the first thing out of my mouth is typically not hallelujah. I mean, I got to kind of get to that place through discipline where I'm conditioning myself and I'm conditioning my spirit to be able to respond in the way that God wants me to, because my natural reaction many times is to get discouraged. But it doesn't tell us to be happy when we go through trials. It tells us to consider it a joy, to consider it that is a very cerebral word, consider it. It doesn't say be happy when you go through trials. Raise your hand if you're going through a trial. Once again, I'm not going to make somebody hug you right now. I'm just trying to figure out who's, who's here today. Okay, so people, a lot of people going through trials. It, is, it doesn't say be happy today in your trials. There's a difference in joy and happiness. Okay, primarily, joy is a spiritual attribute. Joy is a spiritual ap- attribute that is born out of knowing who we are in Christ Jesus. Joy is also one of the, fruit of the fruits of the Spirit that we grow in our life. Jo- joy is supposed to be cultivated in our life as we live a life in the Holy Spirit and in God's Word. What we find is that Joe is, joy is something. Joe grows in our life. Joy grows in our life. Who is Joe and why is he growing in my life? I used to love that artist named Joe. Y'all ever heard of Joe? We won't talk about that in church. That's before I was saved. So anyways, joy must be cultivated in your life. It has to be grown in your life. Happiness, on the other hand, where does the word happiness come from? It comes from the Latin word hap, which means chance or good fortune. So what does that mean? It means that happiness has everything to do with what happens to us. Happiness has everything to do with what happens to us. So if we get a promotion, we get happy. If someone says, you look great today, what do we do? We get happy. Something good happens to us, we get happy. But if something bad happens to us, we get not happy. We get the opposite of happy. So happiness has everything to do with what happens. Joy, on the other hand, is something that is born out of the Holy Spirit. Joy is something that comes from deep down within us. Anybody ever heard the story of Paul and Silas thrown in jail for preaching the gospel? They're in jail. It's midnight. Everyone's trying to sleep, and they hear some song coming from the back room. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. And he says, you take it, Silas. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's going to be. And they're just praising the Lord back there. They're like, are these people insane? They're in jail. What are they doing? Why are they singing in jail? Because they got joy. They got joy. Joy is not born out of my circumstances. Joy is not born out of everything going right for me. You can have joy in your life in the midst of your worst trial. You can have joy in the midst of your worst brokenness, your worst heartache, your worst pain. You can have joy when every report comes back negative. You can get up in the morning and say, you know what? I may not be happy according to what everyone thinks happiness is, but I sure have the joy of the Lord in my life because the joy of the Lord is my strength joy is that feeling. It's that feeling that's deep down underneath everything. That when everything seems bleak and there's no way out, you can't explain it. But it just says to you, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I know there's something in you today. No matter how upset you are, no matter how sad you have become, no matter how disconnected from your destiny you are, I know there's something in you today that's telling you it's going to be okay. And I don't think it's something. I think it's someone. I think his name is the Holy Spirit, and I think he's encouraging you. And I think that that thing that you feel inside of you is a seed that is called joy that was planted in you at the moment of salvation. And if you will cultivate that through worship, if you will cultivate that through prayer and the word, I believe that seed is going to become a tree and it's going to become mighty and it's going to sprout up in your life so much that no one will be able to ignore it in the future. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Why? It says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, you know, we don't really use that word a lot these days. It's not like you go, well, Jimmy, good job doing your homework. You showed a lot of great perseverance today. We don't really say it a lot. But perseverance, some scripture translations say uh, patience. But I got a good word that I want to throw in there today, and I've done the research. I would like to say that a good word would be endurance. It's one of the words that when we look it up in, in the dictionary, in, in the Greek dictionary, we see endurance there you know another word for endurance? Toughness. Look at someone next to you and say, get tough. Come on, look at someone on the other side and say, I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm tough. You're not going to give up today. Why? Because you're tough. You're tough. Tough people don't give up, do they? Who's tough today? Raise your hand if you're tough today. Come on, I'm tough. I'm not giving up today. I don't think that you measure a person by how hard they can hit. I think you measure a person by how hard they can get hit, and keep getting up, and keep getting up, and keep getting up, and keep getting up, and keep getting up. up up. See, consider it all joy when you go through different kinds of tribulations and temptations and trials. I like when it says various trials. Why? Because everyone in this room is going through various trials. Some people in this room, you might be in an actual court trial. I'm not laughing. I'm just saying that it might be literal. Some people in this room might be going through the kind of trial that, you know, it it, it might be you want a promotion and just maybe your secretary got promoted to the position that you wanted or something. Or, you you know, you might be dealing with patience issue on I-4 like I was yesterday. I feel like I-4 traffic is evil. You know, I mean, I think that if if we could add to the scriptures, I think it should be like, you know, be careful for witchcraft, fornication, I-4 traffic, idolatry. Like, it's like it should be in there. Because that joker can get you angry, right? You know what I'm saying? Why do people start honking so much in Central Florida lately? Who who gets honked at a lot? I get honked at a lot these days. Maybe I'm the problem, though. That could be the... (laughs) You ever thought about that? When you start getting mad at everybody else, maybe it's you. That's probably it, though. Well, anyways, uh, how would I get on that? I, I know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, various trials. <laughs> various trials. Well, my point is that we're all going through some stuff. Okay, certainly people raise their hands. Maybe they're going through it enough that they say, man, I just need God to do a miracle in my life. But we all go through struggles. So what it's saying is that when we go through these trials and these struggles, let's start counting at joy. Let's start considering what we go through as joy. Why? It tells us because the trying of our faith works patience. And I think James is insightful enough to see modern culture and the development of modern culture has come to the point where most of us, if I'm being honest, the way our lives look is we get ready and we get our car, in our car and we're thinking, oh God, please don't let something bad happen today. I hope I don't have any arguments today. I hope no one says anything mean to me. I hope, I, I hope nobody, and, and we just live our lives just trying to, I hope I don't get no bad news, you know. We're just like going through this terrible grammar, but I mean, I, we, we just go through all these, uh, the, these scenarios where we're just trying to avoid conflict, trying to avoid anything bad, and if something bad happens, our life is falling apart. James is insightful enough to say, look, it don't matter how bad you want to avoid conflict. Conflict is going to happen. Trials are going to happen. It says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials. Not if you face trials, but when you face trials. It's going to happen. Look at someone else, you just say, You can't get out of it. Getting out of it is not the point. Getting through it is the point, getting past it is the point. The trying of your faith builds toughness. It builds toughness. I like tough people. I want to be around tough people. People that when they experience a setback, that they're looking forward going, okay, that's fine. You know, We may have lost that one. That, that, was, that was trouble. It didn't work out. Let's figure out some solutions. God's big. He's good. He's going to help us through. He's going to help us get it past. I don't want to be around a bunch of people that when something goes wrong, they go, oh, I knew we shouldn't have tried this. Do you? No, you want to be around somebody that's tough. That's got some endurance. Somebody say, toughen up, buttercup. <laughs> Why does that sound so funny? It just sounded so cute when you said it. Toughen up. Get some toughness about your life through the things you're going through. I'm not, you say, well, Pat's being insensitive today. No, I'm not being insensitive. I'm sensitive because I'm going through things myself. I had something this week that I was looking for a, a big moment that I thought was going to happen like this. And it didn't ha- hit the floor, but it kind of came in like this. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. So I experienced trials. I experienced difficulties. I've been building up toward this thing for a long time, and I believe it's eventually going to happen. But w- what I'm doing is when I experience disappointment, when I experience something that I've been believing for one thing and it doesn't happen, and I'm tempted to just fall apart and not feel good about something, i got to remember who I am in God, that every little step along the way, every disappointment along the way, he's saying, Jeff, I'm getting you ready for something. I'm getting you ready for that next level. Keep taking those steps. Keep pushing forward. Keep believing. Don't lower the quality of your dream. Don't lower the quality of your destiny to match your provision that's around you at the moment. Keep dreaming bigger than your resource. I believe that our dreams should always be bigger than our resource, or they're not dreams. I believe our dreams should be so big that if God doesn't come and provide a miracle, then we realize that it wasn't big enough to begin with. And and I think that you got to learn how to keep taking those steps, keep pushing forward, Toughen up, I'm getting stronger along the way. Now, I'm going to quote something right now that I quote a lot, and, and I don't think it is holy like the Bible, but it's, it's really awesome, and it could help change your life. I'm going to quote Rocky IV. Okay, Rocky IV. Uh, Rocky IV is amazing because when Rocky goes to fight Ivan Drago in Russia, and he starts, if you've never seen it, he's in Russia. He's like out in the middle of the snow. And I always say he invents CrossFit, and it's, 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 power, it's powerful. He starts lifting wood. He starts doing these reverse sit-ups. He's got, like, 42 abs. He's looking boss. He he's, he grows a beard. I grew a beard last year just because of that movie alone. I was like, I have to do it. He had it. I had it. I'll defeat the Ivan Dragos of my life if I have a beard like that. So, like like, Rocky is amazing. He starts... He starts training, he's running up mountains. He does this thing where he's, you know, Yvonne Drago is is uh you know like deadlifting and, and, and pressing, like doing like a chest press of like weights and and, and uh, Rocky's got a wheelbarrow. And in the wheelbarrow is his is Mickey, his brother-in-law, and Adrian, his wife, and Duke, his trainer. Ugh. And he's like just going through all, he's like breaking his body down. And, and like he's going through all this pain. And when he gets in the final fight with Ivan Drago, now Ivan Drago is training through all these like advanced. You know, he's using computers and steroids and all these things like, like and, and, and technology to become like the most, most advanced athlete that's ever lived. In the middle of the fight, he starts beating Ivan Drago. He wins his first round, and his trainer, Duke, gets his face to rock. He's like, see, he's not a machine. He's not a machine. And then immediately, it cuts over to Ivan Drago's corner. And Ivan Drago goes, he's not human. He's made of iron. And you know what I think is going to happen that as Christians, when every trial that comes against us, when we choose to push forward and we choose to build endurance and to build toughness in our lives. I believe that when the devil throws something our way, that the devil goes, he's not human. He's made of iron. What are we going to do? He won't give up. Come on, say, I won't give up. Man, you're going to frustrate the devil someday. You're about to frustrate the devil. I can't even talk because I'm frustrated, but you're going to frustrate the devil because you won't give up. You won't give up. You're gonna keep pushing. You're gonna keep fighting. You're gonna keep moving forward. You're gonna to get tougher. You're gonna to get stronger, why? Because you're gonna look at your life and your trials and you're gonna get joy in your life and go praise the Lord. Thank you, God, that it's tough right now. I can't figure out how I'm even gonna get out of this, but you know what? It's gonna be okay, God, because you are on my side. You're watching out for me. You're covering me. You're taking care of me. You're giving me food for my belly. you give me clothes on my back. I may not have the greatest this, the greatest that, but I got everything I need. You're taking care of me, and you know what? It gives me joy, God, to know that if you've done it in the past, you're going to do it in the future. I'm not going to give up. I can feel my muscle. Who can feel their muscles growing today? I feel my muscles growing. You know, it kind of reminds me, trials like that, it sort of reminds me, anybody know that first day where you decide you're going to work out? Come on, you know, you know what I'm talking about, The Day one. Day one, you watched a transformation video on YouTube, now you think you can do it? You know what I'm talking about? It's like day one of the workout. What do you do on day one? Well, on day one, you go to Dick's Sporting Goods and you spend $100 on workout clothes. So so day one for me, many times, has been putting on the workout clothes and feeling somehow inherently, I should lose five pounds just from wearing them. So I forget to work out that day. But day one of the actual, <laughs> day one of the actual workout, typically you crush it. You, you're grinding. You're, you're doing your thing. But have you ever noticed that at the end of day one, it's like you haven't worked out in years. You've just said you're going to work out. At the end of day one, you've done your whole routine. You've done your video, your trainer, whatever. You're at the gym. Have you ever noticed that when you're done, you're standing in your clothes that you just paid $100 for, and, and you look in the mirror and you go, You're actually trying to see if you can notice a physical change in your body from something that took 15 minutes. You think, can I just save you some time real quick? You will never see anything on day one. You don't see anything on day one. But you know what happens? Here's what you do. You do what you did on day one, and then you do it again. And then you do it again. And then you do it again. And you break yourself down. And, and you're tired. And you do it again. And you don't want to go. But you do it again. And you do it again. And you do it again. And then all of a sudden, somewhere along the way, someone's like, yo, man, can you hand me that box over there? You're like, yeah, sure. And you go to grab it. They go, whoa! Oh, no way, dude. Have you been working out? You're like, "What's are you talking about? They're like, look at your tricep. You're like, oh, dang. Oh. You're looking at yourself. You didn't even know what was going on, but you all of a sudden you boom, you busting out. You feeling? I mean, you, you got to go on why? Because you have just been faithful. You've been faithful over the over the little days of pain and frustration and getting up early in the day. Now you turn around one day, and it's paying off. What, what's happened? Your pain has turned into progress. Your pain has elevated you into places that you could not go before. And you have built endurance. You have built toughness in your life. And that's what happens spiritually. We have to count our trials as joy. We have to learn how to be joyful for where we are right now. Not just because the prospect tomorrow is that things could improve naturally. No, that's happiness. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about having joy in the fact that God is going to take care of us no matter what happens to us. It says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So what this scripture teaches us, verse four, is that endurance, toughness, is a process that grows us up to become more like Jesus. So if you are going through trials and difficulties and you are enduring them well and you're, and, and you're using a good heart about it, you're using a good attitude. Look at someone next to you. Say, don't get, don't get bitter. Come on, don't get bitter. Get better. Don't get bitter. Get better. In your life, get better. Don't get bitter. So when you're allowing the Holy Spirit to grow character in you, through your difficulties, through your declined credit card transactions, <laughs> we've all been in that position in life, where it's is not a good feeling. Or, or, or you're, you know, you're... Uh, Collection agency calls, you know, where you're afraid to answer your phone. You're like, you know, you're like a white guy from Alabama, and you're answering your phone. You're like, hello, who's this? (laughs) No, Jeffrey Smith is the wrong number. You call back some different time. (laughs) I will sue you if you call this number again. Jeffrey Smith, don't live here. (laughs) Oh, mom, that's you? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else. (laughs) Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> We've all been through those, those tough times in life where uh, just things are not working out. There, there are way, I, I love the book of James. I love what we're reading right here because it just tells us that no matter how bad the trial is, that God wants to build something in us on our best days and on our worst days. Can I, can I tell you something that the danger is and, and he gets to this here in a minute. The danger is, is if you have a lot of good days in a row, good by our own standards, where nothing bad happens to you, only good things are happening, can I tell you something? This is hard to believe. But it is more challenging to give God praise and honor sometimes when things are good than it is when they're bad. Because when everything is good, what happens is we just we live it up. We're just having a great time. That's why, as we're going to get into just a second, it says that it's, it's easier for poor People, people that do not, blessed are the poor in spirit. And it says it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. God is not intimidated by people having money, but what he is warning us about is when you have money or you have a lot of good days in a row, our natural tendency as human beings is to block God out on those days because we're too busy enjoying all the happiness that we have. But yet when we're over here and we're struggling, maybe we don't have enough to make ends meet. Maybe we're, we're, we're sick or we're poor in spirit, but it's not always a financial thing. We're, we're sick and we're desperate and we wake up every day going, I don't even know if I'm going to live or die. God, please help me. What happens is we become aware of our own weaknesses. And it's beautiful to live aware of your own weaknesses. That's why when we're over in this realm of our life, when things are working out, the first thing we need to do if you're blessed, is to get on your knees every day and to lift your hands and go, God, I can't do this without you. Nothing that I have means anything without you. Lord, you have saved me. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Help me keep my heart right. Everything that you've blessed me with, let me be generous with it. Let me give to others. Let me be kind, God. Remind me that I, even though I'm healthy, you're my healer. I need you to stay healthy. I need you to protect me, to go before. Are you seeing the difference? Like poor in spirit, you can be. You can have money and be poor in spirit. You need to. If, you're, if you have money, you better be poor in spirit. Because Jesus is saying when you're over here and you have nothing, you're very aware of your weaknesses. But sometimes when we get over here in realms of success, we block God out. But it says, let perseverance fear, finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And it goes on to say, you know, if any man lacks wisdom, ask of God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. And the reason that's in there is it's saying that if you're going through persecution and you're going through trials and you're not counting it all joy and you're taking it personally, if you've become bitter in your life, and the narrative for you is, I hate men, all they've ever done is lie to me, and, and or, or, or man, you can't trust a woman, a woman, and you just become one of these people in this world that has these big sweeping generalizations that you make about the world. And in essence, what it is, it's a seed of bitterness that has been planted in you, and now it's become the narrative for your life, the lens through which you view the world. What God is saying is if you've got off in your suffering and your trials, have not been joyful, but they've been bitter. What it's saying is that you've been lacking wisdom to know how to properly view the difficulties of the circumstances you've been through. And he says, you can adjust that by asking for wisdom. You can adjust that by saying, God, give me a revelation on how to view my past in the light of who you are in redemption instead of viewing it through my own lens. That's why it says, consider it pure joy. Somebody say, consider Consider is a cerebral word. Think about it. It's something that happens in here. Consider it all joy. It's a very redemptive idea to say consider it all joy. To me what it means is that your past, you can choose to look at it through the lens of bitterness or you can choose to look at it through the lens of joy. Joseph, his brothers abandoned him, threw him in a pit, tried to murder him and kill him, leave him for dead. He got picked up by a bunch of people that made him a slave. And he's working in Potiphar's house. He got inappropriately accused of sexual assault. He did not do it, he was innocent. He did nothing wrong. He got lied about and thrown in jail, wrongfully convicted over something he did not do. In prison, God used him prophetically to speak to the king and raised him up to a position of honor, second in all of Egypt. God honored him because of his faithfulness through all of his difficulties. And you know what he said? His brothers who left him for dead many years came back and were dying in a famine and asked him for help and did not recognize him. He was so grown up in esteem. They literally didn't know who he was, but he knew who they were. And he looked at them and he said, Genesis fifty twenty. he said, As for you, you thought evil toward me, but the Lord meant it for good. You thought evil toward me, but the Lord meant it for good. Come on. You thought evil toward me, but the Lord meant it for good. Do you know what that is? That's considering it all joy. That's considering your life all joy. I'm not saying that Joseph was in the pit going, Woo! Joyful, joyful Lord, we adore thee. No, he was bummed out. I'm not saying what Joseph got thrown in prison. He was like, Praise the name of the Lord our God. No, he was bummed out. But what I'm saying is down the road, after he had time to consider it, There's some people in this room that you need to consider what you've been through. You need to consider your trials. You need to consider who walked out on you. You need to consider the mistakes you've made. You need to consider the seasons of loneliness you went through. You need to consider the times where it seemed like heaven was closed down and God wouldn't talk to you. You couldn't get any answers. You need to consider what you've been through like Joseph did. And when you look back on it, you need to shake your head and go, you know what? When I look at it all, God was building toughness in me he was building character in me he was building all the things that I am today to make me the child of God that I am called to be and I'm ready for tomorrow because I've already been through yesterday I've already been through today I'm ready for tomorrow I believe that's what this is all about today I'm encouraged I'm encouraged personally I'm encouraged because I believe there are some people here in this room that are just simply not going to give up even though you're in the fire right now you're not going to give up do you know I heard a story these three ladies that were studying the book of Malachi in a Bible study and there's a part in Malachi where it talks about God is like a silversmith refining us in the fire and we're like the silver so God the silversmith we're like the silver and so she was gonna do a field trip and go without telling her friends she's gonna go look and actually be with a silversmith and see the process so she could come back to the Bible study and tell her friends her personal insight So she goes to the silversmith, and and the guy's like, "Yeah, you can check out what I'm doing." So she's watching, she's watching, she's like, "Wow!" She's like, "What do you you take the silver? What are you doing when you're putting it there?" He goes, "I have to put the silver in the hottest part of this flame because there's so many impurities in that silver; it has to go in the hottest part." She goes, "Well, that it kind of takes a long time. Can't you just leave it and walk away?" He goes, "Oh no, 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 no! I can't take my eyes off the silver." He said, I keep a watchful eye on the silver because if I don't leave it in long enough and I take it out, it won't be purified properly. But if I leave it in even one second too long, it will be destroyed so i have to watch it very very carefully so the, the lady got all excited she thought my gosh we're the silver god is the silversmith he's watching us he won't you know, give us more than we can handle how beautiful i'm going to tell my friends and right before she left she said oh by the way she goes how do you know how long to leave it in there how do you know when it's done and he got a smile on his face he said oh i know when the silver is done she said how He said, because I can always see my own reflection in the silver when it's done. I can see my reflection because it's pure. And I believe today that whatever you have been through has purified you. Whatever you have been through, no matter how hot that flame is, God is maturing you to a place where even when others look at you, they'll see the reflection of Him in you because you have handled it well. Be strong today. Be tough today. If you've gotten knocked down, you get up today. You stand up strong today for who God has called you to be. Don't get pushed around by the enemy. Don't get pushed around by people that try to walk on you and diminish the strength that you have in God. We are strong as Christians. You know, when people use a scripture like turn the other cheek as an example on why Christians should be pushovers, they don't understand what turn the other cheek actually means. Did you know that Turn the Other Cheek, originally, the concept behind Turn the Other Cheek was such a level of strength. It came from a place, culturally, that you were so strong in who you were that when someone slapped you, it wasn't like, "Ah, ah." No, it was like, okay, here we go. You already did it once. Here I am. This is who God's called me to be. Just because you're using a bad attitude doesn't mean I'm going to get in a bad attitude. You already hit this one. If you're going to hit another one, then hit this one right here because I'm not changing who I am. I know who God has called me to be. You decide who you want to be. I've already decided who I am. See, that is what happens to us through trials. It builds toughness. It's the kind of toughness that you need to succeed as a husband, as a, as a wife, as a father, as a friend, as a leader in your business, in your community. You gotta have the kind of toughness to know that people are gonna come against you. You can't cave when trials come your way. Who are we if we cave? Stand up strong today, put your shoulders back, and be who God has called you to be. Have confidence in who he's called you to be. And some of you that are in the middle of the fire, instead of crying so much, it's not, it's, it's not a bad thing to cry when you go through difficult times. But instead of crying so much, It's okay to cry. Weeping endures from the night. But joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Let tomorrow morning, let today be your morning time. Today is is the morning of my life. I'm ready to have some joy. I don't know about you. I'm ready to have some joy in my life. Count it all joy. Somebody say, get tough come on, look at somebody next to you, make a mean face, I'm so tough, you don't say, you don't even know how tough I am, I'm tough, oh, Elisha, Elisha, can you come up here with Pastor Jeff, please, 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 you made such a tough face, I want you to, come sit on my lap for a second, okay, now that, this is a good, he just had his birthday, by the way, can we get a big hand for Elisha, he's a good boy, show him your toughest face, say, I'm tough, I'm tough, show him that tough face, yeah, you go back and sit with mommy, huh? Get tough today. Get tough today. Get tough today. And you know what? That sweet little man right there, that little tough face that he made, that's just what we should look like to the Lord. When he sees us, he sees that sweet little boy, that sweet little girl, trying to make that tough face. And he goes, you better believe me. If you're trying to be tough with that cute little face that you have, I'm going to step in there and fight your battles for you. So you can fight him by yourself, or you can let him fight for you. So you rise up today. You walk out of here ready to face whatever you're going through with grace and dignity and hope, knowing that we serve a God of salvation. We serve the God of hope. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You serve that kind of God today. So you walk out of here with a changed perspective on the things that you've been through, excited for what he's going to do in your life today and tomorrow and for the rest of your life. I'm going to teach on more of James next week, just verse by verse. I know that's not like my normal kind of message with all kinds of points and stuff. I just felt like it could be a good thing right now around Thanksgiving. I hope you guys enjoyed it a little bit and got something out of it. I'm encouraging you to go home and open your Bibles, get into it yourself. I believe God's going to.